Who will be the starting 22 when the Bearcats take the field for the first time in 2023? It's our first starters projection episode of Locked On Bearcats. Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. We're free and available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to our Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel and follow it to get an alert every time we drop a new episode. Today's episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. My name is Alex Frank, your host each and every day. Here on Lockdown Bearcats, we're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. So let's get right to it. We are going to project the Bearcats' 22 starters when they take the field for the first time on September the 2nd against Eastern Kentucky. So let's start with quarterback. I think it's going to be Emory Jones. I think the Power 5 experience that he has at Florida and Arizona State, I think his dual threat abilities, I think he's going to fit well with what Scott Satterfield and Tom Manning want to do on offense. I think Ben Bryant has his limitations. If he can't run, what is he going to do without any established receivers? Yes, he's accurate. Yes, he's experienced. But that could be for a backup role. I think Emory Jones is going to come out on top and win <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, as the starter. Come maybe the spring, I think that starting quarter I think the quarterback battle is going to go all the way through fall camp though right up and until the season opener like last year maybe not quite like last year but uh definitely similar so Emory Jones as the starting running back so who's he going to throw the ball to I'm going to go the starting three receivers for me are going to be Donovan Ali Wyatt Fisher and Dee Wiggins so two transfers one who is obviously coming back from last year Don, uh, Donovan Ali uh, increased his reception total every year. Washington State maxing out at 43, uh, had 491 yards and three touchdowns in 2022 for the Cougars. D. Wiggins didn't play in 2022, but he had seven touchdowns across 2019 and 2020. Wyatt Fisher, the only player on the roster who had a catch last year for the Bearcats, and that was a touchdown. He had a touchdown in the Fenway in the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. I think anybody could play their way into a starting role on this team. Um, the wide receiver room is thin. Uh, I mean, yes, it's got a lot of receive, a lot of transfers like Ali Wiggins, Sterling Burkhalter. Um, you've got your your freshman and Barry Jackson and Ty Perkins. You've got um, um, you've got some players from last year, Drew Donnelly. I'm sorry, not Drew Donnelly. Ashton Collar. Um, Chris Scott, you have a lot of guys, but I think some experience will have the edge in filling out this lineup like Wyatt Fisher and like Ollie and Wiggins, the transfers. Running back is a little different. You've got Corey Kiner and Ryan Montgomery. Ryan Montgomery just announced yesterday he's coming back for 2023. Your two best running backs from last year. I really want to see Corey Kiner establish himself as that lead back. He's a hometown hero. He transferred here. Um, just um, under a year ago, 
Kiner was second on the team in carries, yards, and in touchdowns last year. Ryan Montgomery, third in the first two categories and tied for second in touchdowns. So definitely um, very, very prominent roles there on the team. Uh, tight ends, uh, Shaman Mateer, I, I guess Peyton Singletary would be your second. Second option, wide open. I've heard positive things about Mateer. Uh, I heard about them last year in the spring from Russ. Uh, can he take that leap with Josh Wiley and Leonard Taylor now gone? That's going to be the question. Offensive line, another position in a rebuild. I I have projections for, I feel good about four positions. Uh, Dylan O'Quinn at left guard, Gavin Gerhardt at center, Luke Kandra at right guard, Lorenz Metz at right tackle. And I feel like now Lorenz Metz, no, I think he's, did he declare for the draft? Uh, I better, I, I should know this. I feel like, I see, even I'm struggling to keep up with the transfers. I feel like, and then a left tackle, I'll say John Williams. So, uh, again, this offensive line is going to be really, oh, here we go. Um, okay. James Tunstall, Jeremy Cooper, Dylan O'Quinn. Oh, he's out anyway. Ooh, how did I miss that? Well, all right, here we go. Man, this, this is fun. Um, okay, so now I've got to completely rethink this. Uh, ooh, uh, maybe Trevor Radicevich. I don't know. So there's Williams, Radicevich, Gerhard, Kandra, and Mets. That messes up everything. Uh, how did I miss Dylan O'Quinn declaring for the draft? Um, well, okay. Again, the offensive line's in a rebuild. We know that. I think Kandra, I think Mets, Gerhard. I think Williams, um, I think, let's see, Jake Renfro is transferring out. Joe Huber's transferring out. Yeah, okay, so we're good there. And then, yeah, I'll go Kendra and Radicevich. I think that's who I would say is going to be the offensive line. I mean, it's going to be a completely different offensive line. I mean, here we were, and, and the start of the season last year, believe it or not, was... Um, what, in August? So that was, oh no, September, four months ago. And the Bearcats, you thought, were going to have five, all five starters returning on the offensive line. And, you know, sure enough, um, well, that ended up being the case. Because Renfro got hurt, and then... Lorenz Metz was heard, and it was just not what you expected. So what's it going to look like this year? I guess now we'll find out. But one thing we do know is the defense is going to remain strong, even through the coaching change. And I'll tell you who I am projecting to start after I tell you how this episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by Bet Online. Right now you can head to Bet Online and you can wager – for instance, on the Bengals game Sunday, divisional round playoffs at the Buffalo Bills, the Bengals five and a half point underdogs over under at 49. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the World Cup. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. 
Thanks again for making Locked On Bearcats your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, here from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Alex Frank with you right here on Locked On Bearcats. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, defense. It's going gonna, it's gonna to look similar. I'm excited to see... First off, the new defensive system, Brian Brown, new defensive coordinator, deploying the 4-2-5. Um, who is um, with five defensive backs on the field at all times? I think the defensive line, it could be a combination of Malik Van, Dominique Perry, Juwan Briggs, Dante Corleone, Justin Watley, Eric Phillips. My guess is going to be Malik Van, Briggs, or Corleone, and then, of course, uh, Daniel Greshik and Justin Watley. I think you're going to be able to – one thing that you're going to have this year that you haven't had – in many other years is you're going to be able to have two defensive ends and that's going to be able to create a, a better edge rush. And then you're going to have some beef in the middle with whoever you go with. I think you're going to, what you're going to see is a lot more rotational. Remember 2019, when you, when you had all those defensive linemen, Brooks, Ponder, Tucky, Van Pitts, um, Jabari Taylor. Um, there was another, another one too. I feel, I feel like, but anyway, that's what it's going to feel like to me up front. That's going to be the strength of this defense. And linebackers, I mean, here's the thing. If it's 4-2-5, you only need two linebackers. Deshaun Pace and Jaheim Thomas, perfect. Hometown heroes, they'll have to step up with the losses of Ivan Pace Jr., Wilson Huber, and Ty Van Fossen. Yeah, it's the, the onus is going to be on them. But I have confidence in Pace. I have confidence in Thomas. Jaheim Thomas really came on last year. Your secondary is going to look different. I think Byron. I think Brian Byron threats. It, or Bro, I, I, I now I'm getting confused here too. Jeez, um, threats is going to be a starter that we I, I do know. Um, our our Morian Smith he will join threats at safety. Sammy Anderson Jr., DJ Taylor, and Taj Ward. I'm going to project them as the starters at corner. You've got experience, Power Five experience. Taj Ward played the most at cornerback between him, Todd Bumpus, and. Uh, Justin Harris last year, if you look at the stats. So I will say those guys start a corner. Sec, uh, special teams, Ryan Coe is going to be the kicker. I am interested in seeing if Christian Lowry or Carter Brown from Arizona State can give him a run. And then Rory Bell, the walk-on transfer from Temple, if he can give Ryan Coe a run for his money. Mason Fletcher's got the punter on lock. Uh, Lawn Snapper is... Lawn snapper is interesting. It's probably maybe a position you don't normally think about unless if it's the Bengals and Clark Harris. Tristan O'Brien or Kaysen Pfeiffer. I'll say Kaysen Pfeiffer there. So there you have it. The defense and special teams. All right. Coming up. Um, or, uh, by, oh, by the way, I, sh- I, I should confirm. Um, 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 yeah. Brian Threats. Good to know. Coming up Sunday, a massive game on the hardwood and why it could be a track meet. I'll get into that after I explain to you how this episode of Lockdown Bearcats is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all of the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. If you're like me where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then, man, I've got just the thing for you. You got to try Built with Built Healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious. You won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, 
They are all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievably good flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Bill does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy, only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around and get a box for years. We've been talking about ordering your built bars at built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Excuse me. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Bilt Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. Bilt Bar, revolutionizing deliciousness, deliciousness while maintaining healthiness. And again, I did not come up with that slogan. By the way, if I didn't say this at the did I say this at segment two? Thanks again for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. Make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Lockdown College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Lockdown College Basketball available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Alex Frank with you, your host each and every day right here on Lockdown Bearcats. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. So, let's get to the Bearcats and Memphis game on Sunday. It could be a track meet. Uh, the two games last year between the two teams were very high scoring, 87-80 to 80 in Memphis and 81-75 in Cincinnati. So two really high scoring games, uh, two games that the pace was frenetic. Um, you've got two really good offensive teams, right? Memphis is coming into this game averaging 78.6 points per game. And if we look at the Bearcats, actually, we can take a look at the entire American Conference. Um, these two teams, as far as where they rank in the grand scheme of, and as far as where they rank in the grand scheme of um, offense, they're right up. I mean, they are right up at the top. And it's great to see the Bearcats' offense at the top of the conference because. Normally, they're not. That's not where they are. If we look at the team statistics for uh, scoring, Memphis and Cincinnati are currently two and three. Now, Memphis, at the time of this recording last night, had not played or were playing against Wichita State. But you've got Tulane, Memphis, Cincinnati, and Houston one through four. Bearcats at seventy right now, seventy-seven point three. Memphis seventy-eight point six. So it's going to be a frenetic, frenetic game. I really do believe that. Memphis has two really good scorers. Uh, Kendrick Davis at 21.2 points per game. He also has 104 assists. DeAndre Williams at 15.7 points per game. He's also shooting 52.4% from the floor. In fact, if we look at the uh, scoring, Kendrick Davis is first in the conference, of course, by almost two points per game. Uh, DeAndre Williams is ninth. Landers Nolly the second, a former teammate of Williams. Landers Nolly played for Memphis, so he knows a little a thing or two about the Tigers. Uh, he is 10th for Cincinnati. Kendrick Davis first in the conference in assists, an uh, average assists at 5.78 per game and leading the conference in assists at 104. Field goal percentage, DeAndre Williams is 7th at 52.4%. Victor Locke in third at 
too. So star players galore in this game, in this conference. Um, you got teams who like to shoot the ball. Memphis coming into this game shooting a 46.8% from the floor, only 30% three though. Cincinnati, uh, if we look at their statistics, they are shooting 45.2% and 36.4%. 45.2 from the field, 36.4 from three-point range. So two teams that are going to jack up a lot of shots. You got elite scorers on both teams, and this is a historic rivalry. I mean, going all the way back to, I mean, 1992 when the Bearcats beat Memphis four times in one year, including the conference tournament and the Elite Eight to get to the Final Four. I'd like to see Memphis have their day in a Power Five conference, uh, maybe the Big 12, because I do feel like from a basketball perspective, this would be a great rivalry to see. I really do think that that would be something that I would want to see, and maybe you would too. Because we've seen a lot of great games between the Bearcats and Memphis. Um, Obviously, in 1992, most recently, 2019, these two teams played two really close games. Bearcats were down 11 in the second half at Memphis before Jaron Cumberland took over the game late. Uh, The Bearcats won by two on their home floor later on that season. Logan Johnson with a steal in the final seconds to win the game for Cincinnati. Um, 2020, there was the 92-86 overtime classic in fifth third arena. Trey Scott at 25 points and 19 rebounds. Jaron Cumberland had a big end one in overtime. So uh, Keith Williams did too. Um, there was, a, there was another, the, uh, senior day in 2021. I, I know that season was kind of, I mean, weird, but, uh, the Bearcats pulled within, I think two late, and they, I think, lost 80-76, to 76, so a really close game there. Um, last year, they played two really good games. They'll play two times this year, so there's a lot on the line. And I'm excited to see how it plays out. It's a good rivalry for Cincinnati. Wes Miller 0-2 against Memphis. Can he find a way to beat Penny Hardaway? You got both teams fighting for at-large bids. Memphis is experienced uh, with Williams with Kendrick Davis, with Malcolm Dandridge, with Alex Lomax. So the Bearcats are experienced as well with the Julius Nolly, who knows Memphis well, having played for them. Jeremiah Davenport, we know he's experienced. He's got to play better, though. Um, Victor Locken, Odio Guama. So I'm excited to see this game. And we're really going to find out where the Bearcats are at after this game. I do think if the Bearcats win this game, they can afford, I, I mean, I don't want them to lose to Houston, but it will take some of the pressure off. It will increase that margin for error. If they go down to Houston and play them tough, I mean, they're Houston's number one in the country. You go down there and play Houston tough, I think if you come out of this stretch 1-1, one 15-7, and 5-3 one, and seven, five and three in AAC play, with still another road game at Memphis to go, and then you win out, I think you got a real chance. I think this Bearcats team, this is a critical stretch. Russ asked me yes on uh, Wednesday's live room if this would be a signature win for Wes Miller. I don't know if it'd be a signature win, but it'd be a really good win. Maybe the best of his tenure with Cincinnati. Right up there with Illinois in the Hall of Fame Classic. Was that, was that what it's called? Yeah. The Hall of Fame Classic in uh, Kansas City last year when the Bearcats uh, not only beat Illinois, but nearly beat Arkansas. That's the thing. They've played a lot of really good teams since then. 
Arkansas, Houston, Arizona, uh, Xavier, um, Houston. They just haven't really broken through with that big win yet. Sunday could be the first of the West Miller era. And with that, we conclude another week here on Lockdown Bearcats. Been a great week. Uh, thank you for making us your first listen every day. Thanks to Russ Heltman. Thanks to all of you who listened to the live room, tuned in on Wednesday, had lunch with us. Uh, means a lot. Support means a lot. So really looking forward to another week. Um, looking forward to this weekend. Enjoy it. We got the Bengals and Bills on Sunday, 3 o'clock. Bearcats in Memphis, of course, 1 o'clock on Sunday. Happy birthday to my friends Anthony and Gracie. A uh, lot of birthdays. Um, and I got shout-outs that I get shout-outs, give shout-outs to on the podcast this month. So very excited about that. Thanks for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day. How about for your second listen? You check out our brand new podcast, Lockdown College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, hear from big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Lockdown College Basketball is available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. For Lockdown Bearcats, I'm Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great rest of your weekend. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm on Twitter at Frankie underscore Natty. With two N's and an ATI, the podcast at Locked On Cats. I'm on Instagram, AlexFrank9 underscore, and emailed Alex3Frank Alex3 at gmail.com. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great weekend. And I'll be back here on Monday, right here on Locked On Bearcats.